0: Recorded live. The Letters of the Bible. We're doing the Letters of the Bible here at Talk Shoe. And we are going to do the Letter of Jude. Very small letter. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding. In the name of Jesus. Now, this may be a small letter, but it does have some very important information. We're going to read the letter first, and then we're going to go over it. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, How that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angel which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beast, and those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them! For so they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. These are spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about of the winds, trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speak great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be markers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust, These be they who separate themselves, sensual having not the spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion making a difference, And others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Wow. (laughs) Wow. There is quite a bit in this little letter of Jude. So, let's take a look at it. And I want you to see here, um, verse 17 first. We're going to go back to the beginning, but I want you to understand something. And it says, But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Jude is not one of the apostles. He doesn't claim to be one of the apostles. So,
1: he is
0: a believer, a Christian, who is a part of the kingdom of heaven, but he's not an apostle. Isn't it interesting that God made a way for Jude to be included in the Bible? Jude, verse 1, the servant of Jesus Christ. So, Jude was, and why he was writing the epistle is because he was a servant of Jesus Christ. Are you a servant of Jesus Christ? Because, see, he's our shepherd and brother of James. And so James was a very popular name back in the time. And we know that there was uh, the James... And John, the sons of thunder, and then there was another um, James, and that were apostles. But it doesn't tell us who this James is. Now, tradition tells us that James and Jude were Jesus' literal brothers, Mary's other children, some of his brothers. And that they, when Jesus was walking the earth and doing the ministry that God had him do, uh, these, James and Jude, both did not walk with Jesus. They thought he'd lost his mind. You know, there's even a place in the New Testament that they went to try to get him (laughs) and bring him back home at the beginning of his ministry because they thought he had lost his mind. So Jude is saying now that he's a servant of Jesus. He wasn't then when Jesus was walking the earth. And so, that's the brother of James. And now, Jude is going to tell us who he wrote the letter to. He wrote the letter to certain people. Did he write the letter to the world? To them that are sanctified by God the Father. So, a specific group of people. These are the ones that are called. They have been clean, sanctified, meaning made pure, clean, and preserved in Jesus Christ and invited. So, guess what? These are believers. Jude is talking to believers and he's going to show us that once saved, always saved is a false doctrine. How many times do we have to go through the Bible in the different letters and books of the New Testament and find out that once saved, always saved is false? Well, Jude's going to let you know. So, this is Jude's letter to believers, okay, not the world. Remember that. And he's saying, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. So, a nice little greeting of joy and peace and love, you know, for the brethren. Beloved. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. So it says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. Jude wanted to talk about becoming a part of the kingdom of heaven. And the process having to do with becoming a part of the kingdom of heaven. But God had other plans. So he wanted to tell about that process and talk about what happens, how you join the kingdom of heaven. But the next part says, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So, Jude is letting us know that, listen, believers, I wanted to tell you about the good news about Jesus Christ. But there's some stuff going on in the body of Christ with Believers, okay, that's what he's talking about. There's some stuff going on that we need to discuss. And we need to remember what we learned, the good news about Jesus Christ. It was given to us by the apostles, remember? Now this is the reason why he's saying this. There's a problem in the church. For there are certain men crept in unawares or unnoticed who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. So they were going to be condemned. They were ordained to do what they did. That's interesting, isn't it? So God doesn't make everything hunky-dory in your church, in the body of Christ. There's these people that come in to the body of Christ, that join the body of Christ, that are going to cause this trouble that that you're gonna to have to remember the good news, they're messing things up. it says ungodly men, so they have an agenda, so you go in churches today, you think that their agenda succeeded absolutely. all you have to do is go in churches today and know that their agenda succeeded, that most of the people in churches today have been led astray. Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. You understand? They're working for it's the grace of God. God's the one that gives you the ability to believe in Jesus. You can't Generate the faith within your own human thinking. See, that's the problem. It's the grace of God. God decides who believes and who doesn't believe. You have no choice in the matter. You can't choose to believe if God didn't give you the faith. And you see, so he's saying that the grace of God, God's the one that has done this. But these, they want to corrupt it. They want to make it bad. And not according to the grace of God, but according to what? What would corrupt the grace of God? It's unmerited favor. You didn't do anything to become a part of the body of Christ, to receive faith in Jesus Christ. And how could you corrupt it? By saying you can do something. And all you have to do is go to churches today, and they'll tell you the nonsense about, you know, everybody bow your heads and repeat after me these words. And you'll be saved. No, sorry. (laughs) You ain't going to find that in the Bible. That ain't the way it works. See, that's you putting forth your effort to do the works that God gives by grace. God decides, not you. So they're trying to corrupt it and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So, you see, Judas saying, there's two Lords. That's right, the Old Testament Lord, which is actually Yahweh, the word shouldn't be translated Lord, it should be translated Yahweh, God is Yahweh, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, there's The Lord Jesus Christ means supreme in authority, Jesus Christ. You've got God who is over everything, and he's the Old Testament God. He's the Old Testament Lord that the word is used. And you've got Jesus who God placed in control over the body of Christ, over the called out ones, over those that believe. And these people have come in, and they're trying to corrupt this. See, they even started it back then, trying to make Jesus into God. No, you have the Lord God, which is Yahweh, and then you've got Jesus, who is the servant of God, okay? God sent Jesus to earth to do his work for him, And that's what they're trying to corrupt. One of those things is the changing of who God is and what God has done for you. Verse 5. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this. So, Jude is talking to the brethren and he's reminding them of what they knew because they were taught the truth, but these ones have come in to cause trouble in the church and confuse the church and bring confusion in. How that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, okay, so here's the first Lord that he mentioned, which is not Jesus. He's talking about Lord God, which is Yahweh, Old Testament. So God, Yahweh, saved the people out of the land of Egypt. Yeah, they were in bondage to Egypt. And Jude is comparing God bringing the people out of bondage to Egypt, is Israel, out of bondage to, to Egypt, to Being a believer, because yes, as a human being, you, me, and everyone else is in bondage to the flesh, bondage to sin, bondage to death, bondage to the lake of fire, absolutely. When you're born, that's where you're you're in bondage to. You're enslaved to that as a human being, and so he's going to compare the brethren and believers in the body of Christ to what happened with Israel in Egypt, so what does he say? He says, yeah, God saved Israel, and he brought them out of Egypt, Afterward, destroyed them that believed not. (laughs) So yeah, God brought them out of bondage. It was his grace. They didn't do anything to deserve being brought out of bondage. It was his grace that he brought Israel out of bondage. And yet, they partook of that first Passover, the Lamb's blood, an example of Jesus Christ. So when they left Egypt, they were in their houses, and they had to put the blood of the Lamb over the door post. And so when the death angel came through Egypt to kill the firstborn, of everything that when the death angel saw the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, that the people in the house that were firstborn didn't die. He, the death angel, passed over the house. That's why it's called Passover. So the lamb's blood protected those people within the house. But they came out of the house and they were brought by God into the wilderness. And once they were in the wilderness, even after seeing all the things that God had done for them, they still didn't believe in God. They were murmuring, complaining, doing things they, that God told them not to do, and yes, they were killed. Absolutely. Once saved, always saved? No. Because as a believer, you did nothing to be a believer. You did nothing to believe. God did it all. And once he did, you became new, a different person, and you changed And now you weren't in bondage to anything anymore that you were in bondage before. You were set free from that bondage. You had access to eternal life. And guess what? If you stayed on the path, you're all set. But if not just like it says in verse 5, afterward destroyed them that believed not. So, guess what? If you believe in Jesus Christ and you've been taken out of bondage and you've had your sins washed away and then you go back into the world And start doing the worldly things again, and you're not following what Jesus told you to do, then if you're not following what Jesus told you to do, then you don't believe anymore. Because if you did, you'd be following what he told you to do, not following some human, not following some pastor, not following some church. Follow what Jesus told us to do. If you believed in him, if you wanted to do what he wants us to do, you see, then you would do it, right? So obviously, you don't believe in him anymore, so you stopped believing when you're not doing what it is that Jesus showed us to do. Jude gives us another example. So Israel had seen all these supernatural things, and when they got into the wilderness, they still didn't believe. Verse 6, And the angels, these are supernatural beings that know who God is, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. So this time, Jude is saying, Listen! Don't you know this isn't just a human thing. If you don't believe, if you don't follow, if you don't want to do what God wants you to do, then guess what happens? (laughs) You're going to do your own thing. And so what is he talking about, Jude? Jude knew the Old Testament. He definitely knew Torah. I want us to go to Genesis. This is what he's talking about. They didn't stay where they belonged. The angels didn't stay where they belonged. We're going to go to Genesis, hold your place in Jude, Genesis chapter 6. For those of you who don't know what Genesis chapter 6 is actually saying, Jude is talking about it. Verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that men were on earth. They started to have daughters. This is Adam. The word men is Adam. So the descendants of Adam, including Adam, started to have daughters that the sons of God, that's angels, they didn't stay where they belonged, saw the daughters of men on earth, so the angels are living up in heaven where they belong, and they can look down on earth and walk around the earth and see what's going on on earth, and they saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, They saw what was going down on earth, Adam and Eve. That was the first marriage. God brought them together, and then they produced a child. And so they saw that, man, woman, living together, man and wife, having children, having a family. We don't do that up here in heaven. There is no women in heaven. Women is for the earth. So there is no women angels, by the way. <laughs> That's why they're called sons of God. And so they said, "Ooh, wow, these are beautiful women. And they took them wives of all which they chose. So the angels started living on earth and marrying the human women. You know the story. That's what Jude is talking about. Let's go back to verse 6 in Jude. And the angels which kept not their first estate, which means proper domain, they should have stayed in heaven and not dwelled on earth with humans, like humans do, but left their own habitation, guess what? They got punished. He has reserved an everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So, guess what? These angels can never get into eternity. They are in darkness. They're what I call dark angels. They have no light. God is light. And he has rebuked them. So God will rebuke angels for not doing what they're supposed to. He rebuked Israel and he had promised Abraham that Israel would be a nation for not doing what they were supposed to do and you think that God is going to let you be a believer and then act like the world, and then you're all set, and then when um, the white throne judgment happens, your name will be written in the book of life, and, and you'll be a part of eternity, a bunch of sinners, that are doing a bunch of sinning and don't care about it and just, you know, hey, oh, I gotta work it out. Man. I, gotta just, I gotta work out these sins, man. Don't you know? We got we're sinners and we just gotta work our sins out. God knows and he understands and he's okay with that. Because guess what? We're covered under the blood. So it don't matter. What sin we have on our soul, that's the lies that they say in churches today. Just like Jude was saying here about during his day, there was people coming into the body of Christ that were changing the truth, the good news, into something that it wasn't, including... That, listen, Jude says, there's God Almighty, and then there's Jesus. They're not the same, and they're not one, okay? Sure, Jesus can dwell with God as one, just like we can, but it doesn't make us God, just like it didn't make Jesus God. And so, guess what? Christians... There's no such thing as once saved, always saved. And we'll pick it up next time and we're going to find out about Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm at the nail salon. Mm-hmm. I'm at the-